0: What's up, everybody? And welcome to the FYI podcast, where we talk about faith, life, and adulting. Like always, my name is Micah Keneally, and this is my co-host.
1: I'm Josiah Keneally. It's great to be with you, and it's great to be with the listener and viewer as well. This podcast is available, of course, on YouTube, on our channel, Mm -hmm. as well as now on Edify. Shout out to the Christian Post for the opportunity to be a small part of their podcast network. But of course, wherever you're streaming, your podcast, you can tune in. We drop new episodes every Friday. That's right. Answering your questions about faith, life, and adulting.
0: Yes, and we have a question that came in today, I think it's from a young man, and it's a very important one, maybe one that we don't always talk about, we don't always think about, and maybe we don't even know how to start the conversation. So Josiah, what is that question for today that we can kick it off?
1: Yeah, Sam asked us, and he just said, most Christians know about crossing physical boundaries. Mm -hmm. but I'd love to learn more and hear more about crossing emotional boundaries within dating relationship or marriage.
0: Ooh, that's a great question,
1: isn't it? Isn't it a great question?
0: It is, and it can be messy too. So we just always wanna say that we are not experts, we are not psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors. But what we are is people who want to come alongside your questions to uncover what does the Word of God say? Yeah, What um, have maybe we've experienced or come across? Or what have we learned in that process? And just impart wisdom on you. Maybe it's something we've walked through. Maybe it's something that we're working on. Maybe it's something that's, you know, kind of come up in our small group Bible studies in our home, or maybe just in young adult ministry to begin with. So Josiah, do you want to kick us off? And how do we, first of all, like, what does it mean to be emotionally available to somebody.
1: Yeah. I think of emotional availability could be a parent being emotional available, meaning not digitally di- distracted mm-hmm. as a dad, mm-hmm. but I'm emotionally available to have a conversation or to, to close the power differential and gap between, you know, a tall parent and a small child, like just emotionally available, whether it's to play or, mm-hmm. and, and then it could be emotional available to say yes, to go out on a date right it could be emotionally available to have a conversation late at night when you're tired like mm-hmm. these are all it's kind of us making an effort of intentionality right. to engage the emotions that God created whether it's happiness sadness sorrow joy despair mm-hmm. dis- depression discouragement i'm just listing emotions now and i missed a whole bunch yeah. but our feelings and emotions are actually part of how god wired us yeah and I think that it'd be interesting to dissect and, and some of it will overlap, but maybe we approach this conversation in a way where we talk about dating okay. and then we talk about marriage and, and kind of both yeah. as far as physical boundaries or really emotional boundaries Mm -hmm. and um p.s it's about lunchtime as you can see with the clock behind me if you're watching youtube and if i get green stuff stuck in my teeth it's because this is the smoothie of choice for my day
0: that is it's his daily ritual i guess more or less a healthy one which is good so it helps him be emotionally aware of what his body needs right
1: right (laughs)
0: that was yeah, a great segue that was a great segue <laughs> um just thinking like what you said your side, is this uncovering what does it mean to be have emotionally healthy boundaries within the dating world and i think some of the things that we experience in the dating world um is one who you're choosing to date mm-hmm. are they emotionally available do i mean do they have the emotional capacity to be in the relationship, and are they healthy? I think those are questions that we need to uncover first and foremost, or am I healthy enough to be emotionally available for another individual that I'm trying to build a relationship with and discover whether or not this is marriage or if this is um, maybe a time waster or a distraction, whatever those elements are. And I think an emotionally healthy person can identify what emotions they are experiencing, what they're feeling, and they are able to put words to them right? I am angry because XYZ. I am stressed due to, and you're able to identify and pinpoint those things in your life um, and put those emotions to words. So through communicating, um, we can come alongside and just express those healthfully to one another. So recognizing and realizing first and foremost, am I emotionally healthy or am I unhealthy? As a person, myself right yeah and i think the other dynamic is simply looking at how emotionally am i available not to the person that i'm dating but to other people in the process right so i think sometimes we as as women i would say specifically i've seen this many times with some of my friends some of the girls that i've mentored maybe myself included on some of these elements not all but just recognizing that okay i'm in a relationship now and I'm happy, he he makes me happy, I'm filled with joy, we have date night, and you're living almost like on this cloud nine of emotions of like, this is awesome, this is amazing, I'm finally in a relationship, like he could be or she could be the one. And we put all of our hopes, dreams, and expectations on the person that we're dating, and we forget who we are in the process. Yep. Which is a dangerous boundary to begin with. Where a healthy boundaries are, Josiah is able to identify who he is, how he's wired, what he's experiencing, and I'm able to do the same uh, part and together that we can healthfully process. But when I'm oversharing information, oversharing some hurts, hurdles, and hangups that are maybe I have not personally dealt with, that are mine to deal with, not ours, not his, but mine, I think that that shows emotional, integrity but also some maturity in that process. And the thing is no matter how mature you are, there's going to always be something that we're going to try to work through, work in or work on in our in ourselves, right? Cuz we're not perfect and we're not whole, complete human beings on multiple levels. There's always going to be something out of balance. So when I'm emotionally um oversharing or not connecting, I think that's when the boundaries kind of come up, right?
1: You know, babe, that's really good point of sometimes you could share too much and then that's a boundary that's violated right it's it could hurt the other person maybe something in public was shared that's only meant to be shared in private Mm -hmm. and and it's almost like there's a betrayal or trust that's broken yeah trust that's broken and i think that the other thing that could happen is to undershare like too little was shared. Right. And then now it's like do we have a connection at all? Like right. it, and and then insecurity mm-hmm. could come that way as well. So I think that just as we zero in on this conversation about emotional boundaries, mm-hmm. looking at oversharing and undersharing could both be a violation of right. that boundary. And I think it, you know what would be really interesting for anyone dating or in a relationship, maybe you're married or engaged or you're a couple I would say a fascinating conversation that you could have you want to know what it is
0: I would love to know what it is I don't it even would, know it would be
1: literally for you to describe what boundaries you have for your relationship and a lot of couples do this like okay how far is too far like what are our physical boundaries right but even emotionally like hey w- what could be some emotional boundaries that would be healthy right. what would an emotionally healthy relationship look like for us i think that'd be a fascinating conversation mm-hmm. for anyone to have with their significant other or partner if they're right. listening right. and the reason that i say that is like anytime that there's social norms that are established mm-hmm. groups or couples first they form then they norm. So social norms, they form and they norm and then they storm. Those are like the different right. stages of group dynamics. And in group behavior, you'll see too, like the best small groups mm-hmm. are the ones, Micah, you're, you're passionate about this. Like on night one, what do they do?
0: Oh, we establish like a code of expectations. Like what are our expectations for this group, for the leaders leading the group and for each other? Because the expectations that I share, so it'd be like, um i go around the room everybody gets to share at least one word and one person might say authenticity okay well if we want this group to be authentic then you better be willing to be authentic.
1: Yep. Gossip, same thing.
0: Right. So you kind of go through this list of expectations. Um, So when the group is done after 12 weeks or continues to go for the next two years, there is this code of expectation, whether it's behaviorally, emotionally, spiritually, um, relationally, like how you're growing and choosing to develop with the people that you're doing life with, to have those like not rules i want to say but those expectations in place
1: it's accountability
0: yes it's accountability and it also brings forth like oh i didn't realize that okay, we're going to go back to night one. Some of you are really, for example, starting to gossip instead of doing prayer circles with the four people, you guys begin to gossip, gossip about whatever else is going on. So it's like, we can go back to that code of expectation, call the group out. We always do it in groups, right? We call it out. We call it up. We remind them like, Hey, this is what we all agreed to back then. And some of us may need to like reel some things in, and and that's not a bad thing. And I think that you can take that into your dating relationship of like, oh, and I think one thing before we go on is just to take into consideration who and how the other person was raised. Like if they were raised by one parent, two parent, no parent, grandparents, like whatever their dynamic looks like, how people shared their emotions in a household does play a huge factor in how we process our personal emotions. So, do you have something to say?
1: No, I I agree with you. And I just think it makes a relationship safe when you've kind of defined some boundaries. It makes a small group a safe place to share when you know that everyone's gonna be authentic and there's not gonna be gossip. Mm -hmm. So what was shared in the group stays in the group. All of these types of things lead into emotional health and emotional safety and stability, security, but boundaries provide those.
0: And I think with those boundaries is if you're sharing as if you're if you're talking about marriage and you're having deeper, more authentic conversations, whether that's about finances, whether that's about past decisions and mistakes that you've made with previous relationships, like be mindful that the person you're dating or talking to about marriage does not need to know every little detail. Uh, in detail, they should probably know that you know what I'm twenty thousand dollars in debt, but here's why and this is my only debt is my education or it's hey like i've had bad past relationships and i've remained pure or you know what i've played with fire and i've gotten burned you know and and to be open and honest and upfront with them is important but to share every dirty detail or every little thing that you've done wrong in the sight of god or you feel convicted of be mindful like use your own judgment in that process because we have like josiah said the overshare and the undershare we don't want to leave the person that we're talking about marriage in surprise we say i do and we're in debt two thousand hundred or two two hundred thousand dollars together here's my stuff and let's figure this out no that's not fair to the person right. or hey i've been unfaithful in my past relationships and i've chosen a cheat on x y and z like yep If those are some things that you need to work in and on, do that while you're single, number one. Work through those things with God. You can live and get those things figured out. You can clear out the clutter of self, Um, but then also to keep in mind that, you know, the person that you're choosing to date, potentially marry, they need to know certain elements of what they're walking into and what they're saying i do too and it's not a ball and chain it is a marriage it is us saying like we get to do life together and we're going to do it hand in hand and so you can figure out a lot of these dynamics and elements while you're dating before you say i do and that's very important. That's starting out a healthy marriage. It's two whole people coming together to make a whole marriage. It's 100% and 100%, not 50-50. Good. So just recognizing and realizing we're all broken, hurting, lost people in need of a savior each and every single day, right? So when it comes to our purity and marriage and relationships in the talk of marriage, clean out the clutter, get the skeletons out of the closet beforehand. So not on date number one, like, I think I'm gonna marry you, bleh, no reel it in. Okay, we've been dating for six months now. If this is going to continue, I think we're going to have to start talking about some deeper conversations such as money and finance and how do you steward? How do you not steward? And granted, it doesn't have to be six months. Use your own discernment. These are just examples that I'm using. But I think, Josiah, we're just going to lean maybe into the marriage side. So for this question, somebody who maybe just as like i'm already married Mm -hmm. i desire to be married or i'm in a relationship and we're talking about marriage exactly what do i need to know and how do i need to safeguard myself but maybe encourage the other person to do the same without rejecting them in the process so
1: exactly i love turning to the bible and really to the book of proverbs is like genius insight and wisdom (laughs) whether it's on work or relationships, marriage, family, parenting, right. finances. So much wisdom mm-hmm. can be found in Proverbs, which is often called the book of wisdom. Yes, And Proverbs 5, uh, 17 says this, let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. And letting that sink in, that's in the context of talking mm-hmm. about a warning against adultery a warning against physical boundaries being mm-hmm. crossed or violated, and even emotional boundaries mm-hmm. being crossed or violated. Like it specifically and explicitly is talking about sexual relationships within the context of marriage. Drink water from your own cistern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know if your spring is overflowing in the street should that be happening like and and so it's really focusing in on verse 17 let them be yours alone never to be shared with strangers but we live in a hookup culture Mm -hmm. we live in a dm society Mm -hmm. we live in the world that is online dating and swipe right and swipe left and things Mm -hmm. like sexting happen and things like you don't need me to tell you this you're in the thick of it and I would just say um, things like pornography this would be part of that conversation mm-hmm. of emotions
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know why is porn so addictive neurologically there's been brain scientists that have studied how your brain reacts and it's the same addictive if not more addictive mm-hmm. than drugs
0: mm-hmm.
1: same neuro. Plasticity and neural pathways that Mm -hmm. you're training your brain. And so I would just say, like, what does it mean when a physical boundary is crossed? It's a little bit more tangible, Mm -hmm. whereas emotional, it could be a little bit more subjective for some or ethereal. And that's Mm -hmm. where I think further conversations can be had about what emotional health means, Mm -hmm. but I would just say here's a couple examples that I've seen of emotions or emotional boundaries being violated. The first would actually be, this is a great example, a parent shares something with their child that is either not age appropriate Mm -hmm. or paints their spouse, which is the child's parent, in
0: their other parent
1: in a negative light, or it's something that should actually be shared within a context of marriage that then that emotional boundary Mm -hmm. was verbally violated. Mm -hmm. And so we see that sometimes Mm -hmm. also inverted parenting, things like that. But I think that another example of an emotional boundary being violated would be, um, in the workplace, Yeah, maybe a married person, it's like well, we didn't touch each other. We didn't do anything, but man, you were sharing things that really should only be shared
0: mm-hmm. within
1: the context of marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I think that sometimes in a workplace, like the old stereotype might be like the the CEO and the secretary, right? Right. And and they're he's married and and but he's sharing things, or there's an emotional connection mm-hmm. that's attached. And mm-hmm. so I think of like i have a friend kyle and he told me one time he said i don't have any conversation with a woman who's not my wife one-on-one for longer than five minutes Mm -hmm. you say some hi to somebody at the grocery store how's your day okay great gotta go right and um just having some of those boundaries Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but then if you have them in place right the emotional boundary isn't crossed and i have a couple more thoughts we can come back to but What insight do you have on that maybe for the dating person, like how could they apply this or um, establish boundaries even?
0: Well, I think it's important to, like, if you have people from your past, there are people that you need to emotionally cut yourself off from. If you're out of a dating relationship and that person tries to resurface in um, your DMs, um, on your Facebook, Instagram, they're following you socially or they are texting you or kind of badgering you in any way, um, you may need to just cut them off and out or, you know, be in a hidden season. And that's okay because that just causes a lot of confusion. Another thing I think we've taken into consideration doing ministry. If you're in a a small group or you're doing life with people, you know, it's like everybody's single, everybody wants to be married, but nobody's really showing interest with each other, but they're all willing to flirt with each other. I think that is almost playing with fire because people fall for people along the way, whether you realize it or not. Right. And I think one thing that's dangerous that we've seen in the past is when we pray, right? We were like, we're gonna pray together. So we always have turned into guys, guys, girls, girls, whether it's a small group setting, one-on-one, in front of the church, whatever that is, because there's a a misfire in our emotions saying, for example, if I'm a female, obviously going up to Josiah and we're not married and I'm like, Josiah, can you pray for me? And he says, yes, sure. And all of a sudden I have this encounter with God or there's healing in me or there's something that he's praying for and like I'm experiencing the presence of God. My emotions confuse that with an emotional connection with Josiah instead of whole father son holy spirit so then i had this emotion i had this emotional tie to him and he's like i just prayed for you no big deal like he might not even recall what he even prayed for so it's um it's unhealthy to have those dynamics and those elements take place so i mean Mm -hmm. we don't want to have so many safeguards that we're not willing to share but it's also like you know what i need to be mindful who's in the room how are they going to leverage or use my emotional information not to better me because they're not in my corner, but to use it against me. So just having some of those safeguards in place of being mindful of who are you telling? What are you telling them? How much are you telling them? And I think that's just very key and pivotal when you're a young adult trying to navigate um, the dating world, um, navigating the future, because you want to be upfront and honest. And I would say, don't play emotional games. Don't play the emotional, don't play on the emotional strings of somebody else's heart because you're insecure, you're lonely, and you don't. You know that you're not supposed to be together, but you try to make it work. Like if you know that, don't pull them along and don't toy with that idea any longer. So I think there's emotional um, ties that need to be cut along the way, Um, probably probably for all of us, Um, whether that's family dynamics, friendships, relationships. um, And I'm not saying cut people out. It's just sometimes you need to pray through, wow, I thought we had a moment when Josiah was praying for me, but in reality... God and I had a moment and I confused my, my emotions were misleading and misfiring. So.
1: And it made me think about manipulation.
0: Hmm.
1: When, when you were talking about like games, yeah, games, ghosting and the sorts. Yeah. Um, and, and just bigger than that, flat out manipulation. Like that would be an obvious emotional and physical boundary being violated. That doesn't honor God. It doesn't honor others. Um, and so, I think even as direct as, kind of to the game side or to the ghosting side, like if you, it's it's a red flag if somebody's playing emotional games or ghosting. Like if you mm-hmm. like her, tell her, ask her out, be direct. Mm-hmm. Let your feelings speak mm-hmm. for themselves and be demonstrated, but verbalize it. And if if he tells you, like, respond in kindness and and.
0: Whether you're interested or not, respond. And and then
1: also, (laughs) wouldn't you say to, to a gal, like, respond honestly. Like, don't lead somebody on.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think this is how naturally people are wired. Men are wired to, like pursue right and a woman loves to be chased i think for the most part so if there's this tug of war this game being played for too long and one of you is just playing the other one i think that just becomes dangerous so just to be upfront and honest like you know what i love the fact and i'm honored that you feel that way about me but unfortunately i don't feel the same bingo know that it's okay to say no whether you're male or female listening to this if you know that that person is not the one for you don't just say, "Oh, we can be friends." That's just a nice thing to say. Say, "Hey, I really don't see this thing going any further than this date alone," and I just appreciate the fact that I that you're listening to me and I'm just being honest with you.
1: Bingo. So, like, can't we get rally around both sides? Like,
0: say it, what you mean and me, what you say. Bingo. And it doesn't have to be aggressive or bingo. rude. And a guy he doesn't have to say, "Like, oh my gosh, like I like you, I think I'm gonna marry you." It's like, hey, I'm jo- interested. Josiah approached me and was like, "Micah, I can't help to notice that." there are elements of our life that are very similar in our calling and i'm interested in getting to know you more are you open to that bingo and that's a gateway to say like that's an easy yes or an easy no for me and if you don't know the yeses and the no's you may not be even ready for the dating world sorry just saying that right there you need to know some yeses in your nose and what you what you should walk away from and what you are able to lean into so
1: I just wanted to share, I wrote down only two thoughts for this entire episode, which is a little bit, I I usually prepare more than that, but I think this is an important conversation. And one of the things that I wrote down is just our story. Hmm. And I'm not projecting this onto others or saying that you should do what we did, but we had some very intentional steps that we took. For example, I and we did not say I love you until I said I love you when I got down on one knee and proposed. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that if that's not your emotional boundary, that's fine. It doesn't right. say that anywhere in the Bible. I just believe mm-hmm. that love and a ring in the context of romance right like to me it was synonymous and I wanted to show her mm-hmm love with my actions and be intentional than with words um the second thing even to this day in our mm. marriage one of the emotional boundaries that we've put up almost is like a guardrail or safe and i noticed we both do this hmm. if we do send a dm to somebody that involves us or say it's like me i usually if if it's a girl include you right if it's an email include right. you if it's uh even a text like well
0: even business or friend related yep there's we're always included in that conversation.
1: Yeah, and I was just I was just saying like those are a, a few yeah. guardrails that I think can be really helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to go back to the fact that when Josiah proposed and said, I love you and somebody like, How could you date him and be with him that long if he didn't tell you he loved you? Listen, a man doesn't have to necessarily tell you he loves you when he respects you. And his he shows it like not physically showing it, but it's like he's pursuing you. He's pursuing the heart of Christ. He respects you. He's honoring you. He's coming alongside you. He's speaking encouragement. He's speaking kind words. Like I didn't need him to say I love you each and every single day because I knew he would say it in his own time. So I was giving him space. But I think we knew that we obviously loved each other. Yeah. But without throwing that word out there flippantly, like oh I love French fries. Oh I love you too, Josiah. Like yes that's an extreme example but i think love is thrown out there so loosely yes and
1: it is probably overshared so i wanted it to be really significant
0: yeah but i have had that ask me how did you know that he actually loved you well he showed me the way that he pursued me and he listened and the conversations we had and the intentionality so i just want to say if you you're crazy for even doing that yeah it may be a little crazy for us but you need to find out what is crazy for you like I think that's just part of our story that, you know, like she said, we don't want to project onto you, but just be mindful of the weight of those words and what that is and means. And we don't use, I love you to manipulate, to get what we want or to get them in bed or get them to, you know, a a level of boundary or emotional boundary that we're not comfortable with, whatever it is. And just taking that into consideration. So we know this is a kind of a heavy topic. We know this is a topic that you're asking about and granted, we don't have necessarily all the answers, but if you want us to lean into or take it to the next level. Or if you have a follow-up question, Josiah, how can they get connected with us?
1: Man, visit us on Instagram at fyi-podcast as well as fyi-podcast.com. There is a link that you can fill mm-hmm. out, a form. And also, speaking of which, like we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Questions, comments, if you want to leave us um, any of those, there, it's an open door that way. And I would just say, too, you might be wrestling with some hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think God's wanting to heal what's hurting in your life. And that's what he does in the gospel. That's what he does is he does for us what we could never do for ourselves. And he's our healer, he's our savior, he's our God, he's our king. And if you wanna start a relationship or stir up a relationship with him again, we'd love to help guide you along that journey, help Mm -hmm. you plug into a local church in your community, help you Find maybe a campus ministry if you're a student and just to get plugged into the heart of Christ and godly community. And so those would be some next steps. And if you are making that decision, like I want to put my faith in Jesus or I want to recommit my life to Christ, let us know on our website. There's um, some resources that we'd love to send your way and help guide you along the journey. So thanks so much. And until next time, this is Josiah and Micah, FYI.